Pod Chef. Pod Chef. Pod Chef. Pod Chef. You're listening to Pod Chef. When I say pod, y'all say chef. Pod Chef. You listening to Pod Chef. It's a podcast about Top Chef. And that's a broadcast. It's on TV. And you can watch it. They got 19 seasons. That's a lot, kid. But you can skip those. We do recaps about the whole show. Not the food, though. But the other stuff. Yeah. You're now listening to Pod Chef, the only official podcast about the TV show Top Chef, with your hosts, Jamal, Brian, and Reeves. And I only said their first names because I don't know everyone's last name, and I'm trying to be polite. Now enjoy the show. Welcome to Pod Chef, the official Top Chef podcast. I'm your host, Jamal, no last name, and let's get into it right now. I had to fire the host from last week. An, uh, the, at our turnover rate is third mic. That's third mic. Brian talking. Brian's here through the roof. The turn. Thank you for joining me this week. Yeah. Quick Here's, note. Quick mm-hmm. note. Which guest told us to play the whole theme, or was it you? Um, might have been me. Because it was such a good idea. It I was enjoy a good it. Idea. I enjoy it. it yeah. I, every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's so yeah. good. Why weren't we doing this from the minute we got the theme, right? It felt long, I think, to me, but yeah, now but it's, it's not, actually, and I think it's good. It's the perfect length, and the person who did the theme will be on the show in a couple episodes. So you fired my buddy Barrett. Fired your buddy Barrett, and uh, here's why. I I called him. To talk to him about hosting this week, like, and like we do, like we yeah. we we have our talks. Yeah, I called him, and someone answered the phone. I thought it was Barrett. It was not. I could not tell. Well, when I talked to him, he said he was talking like this. He was like, "Who is this?" And I was like, "Uh, this is Jamal, host of the official Top Chef podcast. I'm Top calling Chef. for for Barrett." And he was like, "Barrett's not here." And I was like, "Barrett, are you doing one of your voices?" He's he's a he's a paid yeah. working voice paid actor. Working voice actor. And Legit voice actor. I thought he was doing a voice. I would he, think so too. Yeah. And he was like, Barrett's not here. Barrett Fitty Caliber is here. And I was like, very funny, Barrett. Your name's kinda like a play on a weapon, a gun. But can I actually talk to you about hosting? He was like, Hold on. My cousin wants to speak to you. And then like someone else came on the phone and was like Hi, my name's Choppy, Jose's, and I was they're like, all British. It they're seems. all British. Like the first two are British. Uh-huh. Oh, there uh, were more than two. Yeah. Oh, there's like four people, and I don't want to go through all the people, but well, just, no, do real quick. I mean, just give me like, okay, just how about let's do each character ordering a Starbucks. Yeah. So the first guy was like, "I'll have a cinnamon uh, dolce latte." Okay. They and all did the same thing. Yeah. The next guy was like. I'll have a cinnamon dolce latte too. Okay, that's two of them. And then the third person um, was like, um, Oh, top of the morning to you. Okay, so you said that the first two were British, but that one sounded British too. Well, it's actually Irish if you you let it breathe. Oh, no, I jumped all over it. Yeah, if you got to let it breathe, because that person on the phone was like, Oh, top of the morning to you. I, I have a cinnamon dolce latte. Now I hear it. Yeah, yeah, I hear it now. And then the last person was just sort of like, a, 
I, I want to say it was British, but it was like a lower class of Britain. It was like, Oi, I'll try to get a cinnamon dolce latte, won't I? Yeah. Uh-huh. And okay. so, yeah, that's the four people I talked to. And then I hung up, called back, and it was Barrett. And he was like, hey, I was just trying out some new voices. And I said, Barrett, I can't do this. I don't know who I'm talking to when I'm talking to you. What if those were the four people that you met in heaven? I know it's five. Uh-huh. But the fifth one can be someone else. Maybe the fifth one's Barrett, but the first four are those four blokes. Well, I feel like you're getting all of the phases of England. Wait, so now you said that th- you, at least four of them were for sure British. Well, isn't... And um, one was isn't, Irish. Isn't, isn't Scottish Irish, isn't that technically part of the same island? I don't think they like that. I don't care what they like. I'm black. There's a lot of stuff I don't <laughs> like that I have to deal with. <laughs> Fucking whiners. <laughs> All that to say, we don't. We're on yeah. the search continues. Search continues. For a second chair. So today, I think this. I mean, if Reeves was not on his walkabout, he would love to be here today because I. I went. I actually hired a temp agency to find me a host that I think speaks to you and Reeves. I love a temp agency. Okay, so people people are listening are going to know this person because they're up on times. But today, I've scored a guest. He's a, journal, a journalist, author, producer, podcaster, and visionary. He's the creator and host of Inside the Promo, True Crime Wrestling Podcast, as well as the managing editor of wrestling news site, The Inside the Inside the Promo, Promo Insider. T-I-T-P-P-I, Tit Pie for short. No, whoa, whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa. Who, huh? who, who told you it was Tit Pie? Where did you get that? It just is, I, I was just... You were abbreviating yourself. I was abbreviating myself just based on the lettering here. Okay, no. So the the show it's uh, it's actually you have to say the whole thing. It's okay. The inside the promo promo insider. Some people like to shorten shorten things, and it's just mm-hmm. not it's not really an abbreviation that goes with my brand. Okay, I'm very sorry for that. I thought it was called Tit Pie. I thought that was the abbreviation. Let's just not even say Tit Pie today. Okay, I won't. I don't want to say it anymore. I'm gonna have a hard time not saying it. It is kind of food related when you think about and it. And this is a food podcast. The official Top Chef podcast. It sounds delicious, but it's just not me. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Vic Valderrama. He's on the show. Welcome. Thank you, Vic, for coming on. There, I have so many questions. So Thank little time, but so many questions. Uh, that's my tell problem. Us, that's a, it's a good problem to have. The Inside the Promo Promo Insider. Unpack that for us. Yes, well, uh, I've spent most of my uh, adult life and uh, adult child life as well mm. Um, mm-hmm. as a wrestling uh, reporter, as a broadcast journalist, as a print journalist. And uh, recently there were some uh, some incidents in my life that, uh, you know, made me ask some questions. What do I really want to do? And uh, I decided to hunt down the gobbledygooker. Um, I don't know if anyone's familiar with it, uh, but a, a man named... Uh, uh, Guillermo Garcia Gomez. Uh, he was a Triple wrestler. G. Triple G, yes. Uh, GG. Bones to shorten everything. Yeah. Yes, that's right. It's uh, easier for me to learn wrestling terms if I turn into like acronyms. Yeah, I, you know, acronyms can be fun sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, GG, uh, he was uh, Triple, Triple G. Triple G, if that helps to remember. Uh, he was a journeyman, uh, you know, uh, he was a, a hero in Tijuana and San Diego, mm-hmm. and uh, he disappeared. Um, and he's most famous for being uh, for playing 
a character called the Gobbledygooker uh, for the WWF uh, in 1990, where he uh, cracked himself out of an egg and did a dance routine, and it was uh, pretty much the end of his career. Wow. And this is wrestling. This was a part of the wrestling show, yes. As someone who watches wrestling now, as an adult, Mm -hmm. this is wrestling. And everyone who is is like, I don't want to watch people beat beat people up. It's fake. That's not what it is. Not anymore. It's it's this turkey man coming out of an egg and doing a dance. Gobbledygook. That's wrestling. So you're looking for this person. You're looking. So you admit that it's a character. You, you, You know that the gobbledygook is not a real thing. Well... There was a point in my life where uh, I did think he was my father. Uh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of, that was something I had to work through in my adulthood, finding out that uh, not only was the gobbledygooker as a uh, turkey, turkey you call it? Yes, it was a turkey. Yes. Mm-hmm. The turkey was not my father, uh, but also the human underneath the turkey was, was not, not my your father. father. Yeah. So that's. Wow. That's all that's in my new, uh, all that is going to be in my book, Vague Facsimiles. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that you are currently writing your memoir, Vague Facsimile, and it's about your life as a wrestling journalist. That's right. So I'm sure uh, listeners can go get that memoir when it's out. Uh, is that going to be done this year, or are you pushing that back a year? We don't, we don't have a date yet. Uh, working with the publishers can be challenging. Uh you ever heard the term uh, those who do do and those who can't teach uh go ahead and put publish in there instead of teach those who do do and those who can't publish those who those who can can those who can do and those who don't publish publish Publish. correct self-publish yeah have you tried self-publish have you thought about that you know i'm not really trying to be broke Oh, because okay. I'm really spending up all this advance money. See, let me explain something. When you write a book, Did you get an advance. Wow. The public. That's right. They give you an advance okay. to secure your services, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, that money is real nice. I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you what. It's like when you get money, so much money in advance is like you can spend it in bigger chunks. Yeah. Than if you were making it on a daily basis. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a sucker's game. Yeah. Can I ask why you thought the gobbledygooker was your dad? Well, my mother kind of planted that seed when I was very mm, young. Maybe she laid that egg. Yeah. She laid that egg in my brain, okay. in my young brain, and it really just turned. Like. It, it turned it out. It turned out just to be a joke, really. Uh, but I took it very seriously. I was very huh. serious as a child. What was your mom's name? Vivian. Vivian. And I'm assuming Gobbledygook is a last name. Uh, I had never really made it that far because Gobbledygook is one whole name. Uh, It could be first. It could be last. It's really just a Gobbledygook is really just a uh, a made-up word that Dusty Rhodes threw out. It was a made-up Dusty word. Oh, Dusty Roads. Is that uh, about your favorite wrestling venue? Dusty Roads. That's what you take to the, the best. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. that's a wrestler? Oh, I'm so, <laughs> no, 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 I'm he's, so embarrassed. No it's, no, it's how, no, it's how you get there. Okay. I'm so embarrassed. I, no, no. I thought you were talking about terrain for a second. I'm So I'm on the Gobbledygookers Wikipedia page, and he has one. Look it up, folks. Okay. And 
First, first things first, very surprised it's not racist. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a hard time. I still think it might be. But mm-hmm. the Wikipedia would tell me. It would say, this is bad, so it went away. It says that the gobbledygooker has been portrayed by, and and if you're here uh, for the first time, this is the Pod Chef <laughs> podcast. <laughs> We're going to talk about Top Chef in a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, portrayed by uh, Hector Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in, in whoa, 2008, whoa. portrayed by the Boogeyman. <laughs> How does that work? Which the Boogeyman was double booked. He's already the Boogeyman. Yeah. Who's playing the Boogeyman? Yeah, if the Boogeyman—it's just like a cane situation. That's a hat on a hat. Yeah, this is like it. Well, if the Undertaker's brother is gone, who's in the cane suit, right? Right. Who's cane. wearing the? But if Kane is now a conservative Trumpian uh, Twitter guy running for office, yeah, then who's yeah. in the Kane suit? Who's in the Kane suit in the show? And again, the, this is Top Pod Chef. This is Pod, Pod Top Chef, Chef, the official Top Chef podcast. Thank you for listening. And if Kane is kind of, I don't want to say this, but able to kind of mm. do both. Shouldn't he pick one? Should should and I guess this is the question: Should Cain kill Abel? Well, really, he killed Abel, and then he became the mayor of Knoxville County, Tennessee. Is he the mayor? You would know the mayor. You're the you're the yeah. You're the journalist. That's right. He has been the mayor. He's uh, never been shy about expressing his libertarian views. Okay. Uh, you know, it's That's a lot of interesting for a guy of, who hides behind a mask. Yeah, well, he he doesn't wear a mask. Uh, he advocates uh, he advocates for you know bombing Ukraine, uh-huh. uh, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, well, he's got a fucked up childhood. I mean, his brother yeah. burnt down the house and killed his parents and almost yes. killed him hideously, hideously yes. burned him. He got a yeah. fucked up childhood. Yes. Disfigured him in a house fire. Yeah, that would... much. Their upbringing was much like um, the mountain and the and the dog and the hound in um, Game of Thrones. Mm. And this is. This is Pod Chef, the official Top Chef podcast. Well, without question, those type of views come from a lifetime of uh, brain injuries and third degree burns. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I I, I I feel like, okay, I've got some more gobbledygooker questions, of course, in my back pocket, but I Absolutely. feel like I would be, I'd be a fool. The, the late breaking news today is that Vince McMahon has stepped down as CEO of WWE because of a... Hush a scandal money. involving hush money, uh, Shh, hush money, in that he uh, had relations, a consensual relationship that he mm-hmm. claims mm-hmm. with a um, uh, some kind of lawyer par- thing, paralegal, paralegal, paralegal. Yes. and then he gave her to his buddy John Laurinaitis, and then he gave her a bunch of money, and now they don't know what to do. And Stephanie McMahon is the CEO, and he stepped down as CEO, but he's still doing the creative stuff. And I read that he's going to be on SmackDown tonight. Yeah. Doing a character in character in the Vince McMahon, you're fired character to write himself off the show. Maybe he's going to fire himself. Do you have any inside inside information <laughs> on this? Well, my sources have told me that he's torn up the script for this uh, weekend show. Now, wrestling, wrestling is real, uh, but the WWE is at times scripted. And mm-hmm. uh, yes. this and he's torn up the script for tonight's show. And uh, I... I I hope there's a, a very long kiss my ass speech because he's old and uh, that would just be great. 
And what if Stone Cold came back tonight and oh, then gave God. him a stunner so hard that he that he got left the show? One word: ratings. Yeah, that's through the roof. Man, when the rattlesnakes on, when the rattlesnakes on TV. Yeah. What? Chamber. He's always got one in the chamber for Vince. Yeah. One stunner in the chamber. Well, I I can't speak for Vince, but I know that all my consensual relationships ended in an, an undisclosure and hush money. So let's move on to the next segment we got here on the official Top Chef podcast called "Chefs I Prepared for You," and you're gonna you're gonna take part in this, Vic. Um, this right. is a segment we do every week where we talk about what we had for dinner last night and only last night, and we present it as if we're presenting it to the judges on Top Chef. I will go first. Chefs I prepared for you and. Brian, you're looking at this picture. I know you're hungry. Steak and eggs over a beef pan sauce and sautéed spinach. Oh, it looks it was, pretty good. It was delectable. I yes. have one thing that I would do differently. What? What's up? I'd have fried that egg, man. Steak and eggs, I want a fried egg. Okay. I, I might try that next time. That's not you, a bad. Here, You know why I didn't fry this egg? So I have a individual, I have an egg-sized fryer like a pan like a frying pan that's just for an egg and my induction oven won't register it because it's not made of real metal i'm sorry did you not cook the egg in the steak sauce in the same pan no okay well that's here's here's why because i'm no chef yeah but i knew i was combining them on the plate and there's going to be plenty of space for the sauce to get on the eggs and so i said no need to mix these two couples up here, let's have separate proms and meet at the Walmart later, like they do in the South. Meet at the Walmart later. It looks good. The steak looks good. Mm-hmm. It looks a little, probably like medium well. Yeah, I did overcook it a little bit. It wasn't that's as okay. pink as I wanted. That's okay. That's but it was okay. Still juicy, especially with the sauce. The, that spinach looks good. I would have fried that egg. I'd have done two fried eggs. And I'd have put them on the steak. And oh. I would have busted them yolks and got the the juice all the the yolk all over the steak. Okay, the and then I would have gone. And then I would have gone to bed, making me look bad. All right. Point point of clarification. Uh-huh. Do you speaking of busting those yolks? I grew up in a in a household <laughs> where you cook the shit out of that yolk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I got older that I found the joy in having that liquid yolk. That yeah. yoke bus. That yoke bus. That's right. I can so, say that I grew up in do? the same kind of household. Um, there's something about I, 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 black moms are scared of raw meats, uh, raw yolks. Uh, my mom likes a well-done steak. My mom will only hard-boil her eggs. Mm. Uh, she wants that yolk almost gray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she she doesn't she doesn't, almost like if it's even a soft scramble she's like nah throw it back on the pan she doesn't want any kind of runny liquid from the the egg she wants it a full solid mm. thing so i grew up in a house like that but now um i had toast uh during the pandemic and i had a egg yolk break <laughs> over the okay hold on. Toast. it was like a two and a half year period and your story is i had toast during the pandemic mm-hmm. just one really, time really. i had it a couple times but you know i don't i don't really like bread that much so i had toast during the pandemic and i had an egg yolk breakage on top and i'll tell you right now i thought buttered toast was good you put buttered toast and you break that egg on top next level man fucking next level yeah, and and you have I have like big salt flakes you put on there too, and pepper. Oh, 
A hot Ooh. sauce on there, Meg? I haven't put we, hot sauce on yet. I should try that. We 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 did well with done steaks, like minute steaks is what all I had growing up. I never had an actual steak. It was always like those like flattened minute mm-hmm. steaks. Always well done, so you had to have ketchup on it. But we was bussing eggs from the start. Like I've yeah. I've learned about bussing eggs since I was little. And You've I, always been bussing it. Uh, yeah, my mom was bussing eggs. She taught me how to bus eggs. Mm-hmm. I I prefer my eggs bust. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll fuck up and I'll make and like when I'm making shakshuka, which I'll do. Yeah. Um, I'll cook the eggs too much because it because I don't I don't like the the like white part to be have that like clear runniness mm-hmm. that I don't like. Mm-hmm. But I you got to cook that through. But then you cook that through, but you end up making the eggs. You can't bust it anymore. So well, you can do a uh, was it over easy or whatever? You turn it over real quick. Give it a quick second, and then I do like an over easy egg just too. just to seal it a little bit, you know. And then yeah. you, you you open it up. Yeah. All right. Well, that was my meal, Brian. <laughs> uh, chefs, last night I procured for you Thai food, and that's fine. Uh, <laughs> d- um, you know, my wife and I got drunken noodles from the yeah. place, and it's it's always so good. And that's just, okay because tomorrow we're having a big cookout, and I'm going to invite it. You want to come up? I wasn't invited. It's a five-hour drive. Well, now that you put it that way, no. Uh, I'm going to do veggie burgers. I'm going to make some deviled, speaking of eggs, deviled eggs, which is not bust. Those are totally done through. You can't have, mm-hmm. you can't be busting deviled eggs. Can't be busting. Mm-hmm. Can't leave and those sitting out busting. No, right? Yeah. Mm-mm. So I'm doing a bunch of cooking tomorrow. So I was okay with getting some Thai food last night. It's always good. It's, 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 it's perfect. It's so good. Were you guys drunk? We were not. Have you guys ever th- thought about, you know what? Let's get drunk in noodles and then hammer beers before the noodles get here so that when the noodles get here we're fucking trashed i don't really like to drink uh, that much anymore okay i don't like to consume poison anymore okay i just i just now i just you know mm-hmm. burn leaves that god made that that are healthy that's healthy yeah that's healthy your lungs are meant to take in um Kind of like weed smoke and like any kind of anything that's not air, kind of. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're doing that now. Uh, Vic, what'd you have for dinner last night? Well, chefs, I prepared for you this afternoon on my lunch break American Kobe beef meatballs, a day from spoilage, and mm, a uh, homemade dumpling soup. With wow. the dumplings not cooked through, particularly doughy, <laughs> and reeking of flour left over from pandemic panic shopping uh-huh. from 2020, okay. and a little too much baking powder. I hope that it burns your tongue. All right. I didn't know if that was it or not. If you had more, do you have anything to drink? That's, this? What, I, that's sounds- what I had for lunch. What did you have to drink? This sounds you made dry. dumplings for lunch. I was feeling a, a particularly ambitious today. I took a yeah. break from writing, yeah. and uh, I just made a little. I just threw a little flour and a little milk, and again, a little too much baking powder mm-hmm. and old flour, uh, and uh, just just threw it in some uh, some chicken stock. What was in the dumplings? Nothing, just flour and milk. That's how you make dumplings. That's like southern dumplings. No, I didn't know if they were stuffed or not. Stuffed? No, I did consider. I did consider doing that, but that felt that felt like too much work. 
Brian, so. what are you talking about? You know what a stuffed dumpling is? No, I don't. You ordered Thai food. They have it on the menu. Those are different kinds of dumplings. These okay. are like these are like uh, just flour dumplings that are like little shapeless globs of flour and stuff, right? You just boiled them? biscuits, correct? Yeah, boiled bit. Yeah, little little boiled biscuits that you uh, slop around. Okay. Usually only on Thanksgiving. So the time I've ever had that. Maybe had a this. Sunday. Maybe a Sunday dinner. You do chicken and dumplings. dumplings. It's a lot of work. I thought you put the chicken in the dumplings and you steam them and cook them together. That's like yeah. an Asian dumpling. That's the only dumplings I know about. That's a type of patience that only comes from the Far East. Yeah. Uh, all right. You've never yeah. just had the like shapeless little like boiled like biscuit, just like dough that turns into a little like chewy. It almost turns into like drunken noodle type uh, noodles. It's like that kind yeah. of consistency. Yeah. Okay. I just, I, I, I'm, te- again, this is news to me. I'm learning today. I thought dumplings always had something inside them. Go to Cracker Barrel. And order the dumplings? And order the dumplings. Okay, well, first I got to get in. See if they'll let you in. Yeah, maybe, see if I can get in. Maybe wear a disguise. Uh-huh. If I can get a table, I'll wear my, um, I'll wear my uh, Mitt Romney outfit. Yes. And see if they'll let me in. Yeah. And I'll get a table and say, mm, dumplings, please. And yeah. they'll say, oh, Mitt. When I'm well, on the road, when I'm on the road and I'm doing a story, I go when I have to go to Crackle Bear, I just go in, keep my eyes down, and play that little game with the <laughs> pins in it, and uh-huh. I don't make any eye contact. And then someone walks over and says, have you been helped yet? And you're like, no. And you're like, oh, well, let's get you seated. And let's get you some, some grub. And then they walk you out of there. Yeah. They, 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 they walk yeah. you across the street to KFC. <laughs> they go bye bye now. <laughs> Don't come back now. <laughs> and that's you know kind of you know Cracker Barrel kind of showing you their craft. And we'll be right back after this. Mmm, Pod Chef. And we're back. This is Pod Chef episode nine hundred. Uh, this is Top Chef season five episode two. Show your craft. We're here with special guest Vic Valderrama wrestling journalists here on the official Top Chef podcast. How close have you gotten to catching the gobbledygooker? Have you ever seen him in person? I happened. I was, I've not seen him in person, but I had the honor to finally speak with him uh, on the last episode of my podcast. Spoilers. Spoilers. I mean, if you haven't seen it already, you know, it's like if you haven't seen the last episode of MASH, they all go home. So... Mm. Uh, but all yes, of I... them do that's see okay and here's my issue with the mash finale okay and now he's gonna from, get in his bag from I'm and sorry. you know numbers the the, the 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 likelihood that everyone from that infantry came home from vietnam is very unlikely well hold on none of them died hold on a second not a lot of people died in vietnam a lot of people were maimed in vietnam Lots by, of people died in Vietnam. By by the numbers, though, as a war, more people were maimed than actually killed in Vietnam. But still, a lot of people died. Yeah, a lot of Vietnamese people died in Vietnam. Americans too, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, but not as much as you're thinking. Most people came back and they're missing a limb. What's a high, what's a low number to you? Yeah, what was the, what number was he thinking? <laughs> yeah, what? Well, wait, what number were you thinking? Because I was, I'm thinking, it's around. Is it a couple hundred thousand people died? Only fifty-eight thousand people. See? U.S. soldiers died. See, told you. Wow. 
I told you, I know about the Vietnam War. My dad was in Vietnam. As many as two million civilians on both sides died. Yeah. Two million civilians died. Like I said, yep. a lot of Vietnamese died. Holy shit. And this is Pod Chef, the official. This is Pod Chef, and this is the part where we talk about Top Chef. Yeah. So, <laughs> why are we talking about that? Uh, so, let's talk about the quick. Well, we were talking about it because it made it reminded us about having a hot dog party. You can't have a hot dog party if you don't win a war. So, oh, wait. But so you <laughs> did. You had the gobbledygooker on your podcast. I did. I had uh, Gigi Gomez on my podcast. And, uh, you know, I it revitalized his career. Being oh, wow. Show, uh, oh. He has a podcast now with Conrad Thompson. Uh, so, which is uh, where he talks about his life. And, uh, I mean, really, he hasn't really, you know, he hasn't invited me on or anything like wow, that. Okay. But uh, he, they didn't return the favor. That's mean. Yeah, I mean, he, but he's, uh, he's, he's doing well. And because uh, I'm a heat magnet. And uh, I would expect the same results for your show. That's, look, brother, we need the heat. Yeah, we need and, the heat. And someone needs to tell the, gobbledy, the gobbledygooker that the only reason you have someone on your podcast is to get a favor in return down the line. That's it. The only reason. Or so unless you're hunting them down since your childhood. Right, but now he owes you a favor. In some yeah. form, he should, he, should, well, he should return the favor. He's going to have to return the favor. I don't do it for the favors. I do it for the money and the acclaim. Okay. <laughs> well, so they're doing hot dogs. They're doing hot dogs in the quick fire challenge. <laughs> they're uh, in New York. The lady brings out the, the 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 Sparrow hot dog cart. Yeah, let's talk about this. Well, it wasn't Sparrow. The chefs were asked to create their version of a classic, well-loved New York dish, the hot dog. They competed against Angelina D'Angelo of Dominic's Hot Dog Truck in Queens. What up, Queens? Queens Bridge. The bridge is over. The bridge is over. Uh, the contestants each had 45 minutes and access to the Top Chef Pantry to prepare and present their dish to host Padma Lakshmi and guest judge Donatella Arpaia. Who is it's, she? What was her thing? She's a successful restaurateur and food expert. Duh. Restaurateur. The winner received coveted immunity from elimination in the next challenge. Um, I got to say, I got to stop watching replays of this before we record without eating first because all this one made me want to do is go walk to the store get hot dogs and make hot dogs and eat hot dogs i'm doing hot dogs tomorrow at the cookout and i was like oh, i want to go just eat them bad but y'all eat hot dogs raw in your <laughs> yeah i'm not doing that again <laughs> or just pop them in the white the microwave for a bit and eat them you know how my mom used to cook hot dogs just throw them in the boiler yeah boil them my boil mom used them. to boil them too uh, I might do that. I might go back to that and see what that's like again. No, they're better. Had... You gotta have that. Like you gotta have that. That that you gotta cook them so they crisp. Here's here's what you do. Ready? You boil them, right? And when they're ready from the boiler, you throw them on the pan. Get that nice chard on them. Too much work. Best. <laughs> I gotta say, when they say that you're gonna recreate a famous New York dish, mm-hmm. Jill, who famously goes on this episode, says that she thinks it's gonna be cheesecake. The answer's pizza. Yeah, the answer was pizza. If you're going to make a guess, the answer is pizza. And I, I lived in New York, in Brooklyn. for and four, you weren't for, thinking hot dog. For four years. I wasn't thinking hot dog. I was thinking pizza. But mm. in reality, the food that I most uh, that I most think about when I think about New York now Kebab. is the egg and cheese. Oh, chopped cheese? egg and cheese. No, no, no. Oh. Egg and cheese breakfast sandwich. You do bacon, oh. egg, and cheese, or egg and cheese on a roll, mm-hmm. salt, pepper, ketchup. That's the sandwich. Every bodega, yeah, has like that. that's that's how you know if 
if if they're legit, if they can and, turn out a good egg and cheese. It's like a it's like a when you order it, it's like either one through five. They never put it at the end of the order list. It's always up there. It's like you walk and say, "Give me a number three. Double the egg." Well, you wouldn't say a number in a bodega. Give me, give me, like, number, give me, give me a number four. Double the egg. No, hold you the don't cheese. say numbers. You just say you say, "Hey, we got egg and cheese." You never walk in and say, "Give me another 14. Oh. You do that in L.A. You walk into a place, it's got all these numbers. And you're like, "Give me another 14, I guess. Numbers Why'd are you put a West the... Coast thing. Yeah, it's a West Coast thing, I think. Why? Yeah, the numbers top out at five in New York City. <laughs> They don't have the time. No one has the time. Look, six. Padma. No. Padma definitely doesn't have the time because she had she was had a bone to pick trying to eat one of the hot dogs they made. She ate a bone. Literally, a bone was in the hot dog. Padma had a rough go this episode. She ate a bone. She spit out dessert because it was too sweet. First of all, too sweet. Spit it out. Shut the fuck up. It's a dessert. <laughs> it's a dessert. Oh, Padma, I can't believe you said that. You. I'm this so sorry. This dessert is too sweet. Padma, the, I know you're listening. I'm so sorry. He's gone off the handle this episode. I'm Padma, so sorry. Wait, Padma's listening to this. Yeah, Padma and Tom click. You're listening to this podcast. They listen right to it now. because they need because they critique us and they give us notes and feedback. Yeah. So Padma, I'm so sorry that he said that. He did not mean that. Um, let's just move on. Stefan's global hot dog was terrible looking. Uh, I don't know what, what he was thinking with that. Um, Jill fa- does use store hot dogs. I got a question. Yeah. If they didn't want them to use already made hot dogs, why are they in there? Yeah. If you say use the pantry and you've got pre-made hot dogs in the pantry, what am I supposed to walk Not- past them? Those yeah. are the hot dogs I grew up eating. Yeah. Those are the hot dogs I know. I'm supposed to make friends with new hot dogs. Let me tell you something. I'm too old. No new friends. No new friends. Speaking of Drake, new album came out last night. Um, this is Pod Chef, the official Pod Chef podcast. <laughs> They're doing hot dogs, and the woman who did the hot dogs that were from the store put them in a rice paper. Yeah. Like she was yeah. doing. Her, her shit was wild. She, she made a hot dog spring roll. She was on one this episode because yeah. she did that and then she was at the store later for elimination challenge she was like fuck it i'm buying ostrich eggs yeah she is on one this episode vic which hot dog looked the best to you i let's see which hot dog of course uh, a good chicago dog with all the the fixings uh, all the dice things there was a uh i do remember the hot dog that uh it looked like they just she just opened up ballpark franks and then mm-hmm. threw it in some uh banana leaves or something mm-hmm. like that yep. yep yeah and then it was also the sushi one uh mm-hmm. I, i'll take a i'll take a nice uncooked sushi tempura hot dog hot dog yeah okay all right vic uh, high class uh fabio and radica made good hot dogs i really looked i really liked radica's hot dog i feel like i could eat that thing um, Radhika in the first episode she came on and she was like I'm not going to do Indian flavors and her two things that she's done so far have been Indian, Indian flavors yeah. kebab style sausage with caramelized onions cucumbers and tomato jam that's Obvious a winner dope because yeah. I, I like I like Mediterranean stuff so that was that, that's, that's, a good, that's a good one for mm-hmm. me uh, so Radhika takes it home she wins a quick fire she's immune um, this elimination challenge was bonkers because we get Tom Colicchio this may be, have been his most active episode we've done so far. I think this is Tom's coming out episode. Yeah, this is his coming out episode. The elimination, the chefs were asked to open a, a quote-unquote top chef restaurant in Manhattan. Not and restaurant created, wars, though. Yeah, not restaurant wars, though. And create a three-course new American lunch menu for 50 diners. Hey, 
each chef was responsible for creating his or her own dish. And the competitors were given 30 minutes to shop at Whole Foods Market and a budget of 2500 for the entire group. So guess what? During the two-hour prep time, Tom Colicchio came into the kitchen to make an announcement. Oh, the restaurant you're working in? Oh, it's going to be mine. You're going to serve serve lunch at Kraft. Guess what? That's my restaurant. That's my restaurant. And you're playing my game now. You're in my world now, Grandma. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, the guests that you're serving, those are the other top chefs from the area that we rejected. Yeah, so, you thought that there was going to be tough New Yorkers who were going to like your food? No, these are New Yorkers who were pissed off because we told them to go fuck themselves. Yeah. So they couldn't be on the show, but now they get to critique you for the fact that they couldn't be on the show, but you're on the show. So good luck with that. I, I did a little research on this Tom person. Yes. And it turns mm-hmm. out. <laughs> this, yes, please. Uh-huh. It turns out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That he actually he invented this style of employment of human resources where it's cheaper to create a reality show mm-hmm. and then staff your restaurant with the people mm-hmm. on the reality show. Yep. Then actually pay employees a living wage. Yep. So uh, that's that's I'm going to be doing some more research on that. I mean, you make a good point. He literally needed people to work the lunch service. He's yeah. like, "Well, I got this wants show. To work lunch. Yeah, Nobody wants no to work one lunch. wants. No one wants to give up their midday. Are you kidding me? I don't me? tip on lunch. Also, if you got to come in and cook lunch, I got to come in at six a.m. and prep. I don't want to do that. I want to yeah. work dinner. I want to come in at two. Oh yeah, give me a two o'clock. Give me a two o'clock time. start. Oh, I'm there, Tom. All but these Tom- jobs now that are having a hard time staffing. You know, yeah. you always see like help wanted. Like yeah. Wendy's can't find people to work for seven fifty an hour. No one yeah. wants to work for a little bit of money and yeah. be treated like shit anymore. Yeah. Just do a reality show like Tom did. Yeah, you'll get people who want, who want to be there for free, and they don't even know that they're working for free. You now. just tell them they might win money. Here's okay. Yes. Here's, yes. here's Wendy's. Dave. Here's here's what you do. Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas, Thomas listen up. You staff every restaurant of Wendy's and say it's a reality show. You hire one person to do a camera. Mm-hmm. You pay them whatever you pay, union minimum. I don't know yeah. what that is. It's probably Everyone else is told that they will get paid if they win. Now, here's what you do. You put an insider in every store mm-hmm. who will win the competition. Yes. Who knows they're not going to get $100,000. Yeah. But they're getting paid something. Yeah. So when everyone else loses and gets nothing, your guy wins. And gets nothing, but that doesn't ever break. Makes yes. them think, oh my God, I won the money. My life is so much better. So you have yes. to do like a couple of months where like that person goes away. They like spend the money crazy on like a vacation. They come yeah. back like, why are you here? You had, you had $100,000. I thought Spent your life was changing. Spent it all. I'm Blew back. it right up my nose. Yep. Right up my- all, all up my nose. <laughs> Blew it all up my nose. 100K up my nose. I went to fucking Belize. Put it on my fucking nose. I got a rhinoplasty. Spent all the money on my nose. Yep. Put it all on my fucking nose. Yeah. And there you go. And then I don't have to wait 25 minutes in the Wendy's drive-thru line anymore to get a fucking spicy chicken sandwich and nuggets. It's, you know, sometimes I thought when I first heard it that the New York mayor was just being mean, but maybe he's right. These low-skilled workers, (laughs) they're not fucking cutting it. I was was in the drive-thru at Wendy's a few weeks ago. And the guy working the window could not have been more defeated. And he was just like, he was just like, he was like, sorry, man. He's like, he's like, four people called out. I'm not supposed to be here. I was like, man, that sucks. He's like, yeah. And yeah. he was like, he's like, you want to work here? And I was like, no. Nah, dog. Nah, dog. <laughs> I'm good, man. In stark contrast to what's happening at Taco Bell right now, 
the the workers I understand from my source is very rejuvenated that the Mexican pizza is back. See, and yes. Yeah, you need a promo like that to get people excited to go to work. That's why they brought back stuffed crust pizza at Pizza <laughs> People were livid. They're the like, employees want to make yeah, them. They're like, what do you mean I don't get to cook any more stuffed crust pizzas and watch the cheese kind of melt and gush out? And we're like, okay, okay, we'll make a concession. We won't give you raises. We'll just keep bring back stuffed crust pizza. That's all they want. That's all they want. And the customers love it too. Everyone's getting along now. It's a win-win. I almost, I, you know, you forget how long those hours are when you're making a stuffed crust pizza or a pan pizza. And you're like, oh, is this the original pan pizza or is this the new pan pizza? Because they both taste the same, but they're marketed differently. Yeah. And this is Pod Chef, um, the official, the official Top, Top Chef Pod podcast. <laughs> I need to note that Fabio said a few times this episode that it doesn't matter how many dragons you slay. It just matters who gets the princess. Yeah, let's talk about the dragon because Tom is working. Let's listen to this ep- this clip. Food, please use a tasting spoon. Put it back in the bain marie, not in your mouth and back in the dish. Ooh, Tom is like, we're not going to have a season one uh, incident. No, in we're not putting it back in the sauce. Yeah, sure. we're not going to throw the sauce out on at Kraft, that's for sure. No. Tom is expediting in this elimination challenge, all right? You got to cook for Tom and be ready when he's calling the orders. That's the dragon you got to slay. Mm-hmm. And then what's the princess? The princess is whoever wins the elimination challenge. That's the princess. Yeah. I wanted to say Padma or Gail. Did you see Gail this episode? <sighs> what, what a dream. <laughs> and I know Gail's listening, so I'm brown nosing. Now, Gail was the one that was not Padma. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Gail is the Canadian. Yeah. Excellent. Uh-huh. She's the, uh, she's from Food and Wine magazine. Yeah. I once got uh, a subscription of Food and Wine by accident, completely mm-hmm. different name and different address. Okay. But Did you, you still got it? it. Yeah, you still got it. I still got it for a year. Okay. Now, maybe you don't know this, but there is also a church of Food and Wine magazine. Uh-huh. And a few seasons back, we had a white pastor come in and teach he was, us about He was black. He was from the South. He was a black pastor. He nope. admitted he was black. No, he was we a did black not. Pastor. No, we did not. <laughs> he said on the recording, I'm a black pastor. Did you, did you find yourself getting uh, feeling the faith when you're looking through these free? I mean, it seems that seems like a fucking sign to me. If I got free food and wine, mag- like imagine a Bible shows up at your door out of nowhere every month for 12 months. And you didn't pay for it. I might start believing in God that I, I'd be like, he's sending me a message for sure. Yeah. He wants me to do something. Yeah. I don't know why the writing in this book is so small. Like just make the book bigger. I can't read this. It's why, too small. Why are the pages so soft? <laughs> the pages are so thin. They're They're so, so they make great kindling, but it's like, just give me a bigger book. You wonder why people use the Bible to do rolling with. Yeah. Because the paper is like rolling paper. Yeah. It really is. Smoke, fi- it burns clean. I found the same problems with the food and wine. It was just entirely too much food and wine. Mm, yeah, that's that'll true. happen. That's true. Just make it bigger. You ever seen one of those big Bibles in like a library? It's th- it's not even as thick as the smaller Bible. It's The reference thin. Bible? Yeah. But you know what? The words are still small in that thing. Yeah. Why are you making the words so dang small? <laughs> Make them big. I got you bad want, eyes. You want me to get the word of the Lord? You want me to see the word of the Lord? 
I think they little... want you just to believe that it's there. Well, that's not how it works for me. This is top pod chef. <laughs> so they have to make meals and craft. Yeah, they got to make meals at craft. Almost all the chefs that are eating the food in the restaurant at craft are, are saying that they can do better than the top chef contestants. They're so salty that they're not on the show. I would do the same thing. I go to I used to go to fucking improv shows constantly with teams that I didn't get on and be like, I fucking do this. You, you fucking right. miss that. You, you suck. Were, yeah, you were right though. I'm the saltiest person in the whole world. I want to know why Jill got a ostrich egg and was like this is gonna fucking wow him and then just made a quiche with it yeah i don't know what she was thinking with that ostrich egg but you know what she should have done with it pan seared some steaks fry that ostrich egg put it on top let, let it break down over a bunch of steaks uh now that's a presentation that, a bust honestly, what's that a bus bus yeah. yeah yeah put it put an ostrich egg in a 12 inch skillet fry it right Maybe over easy. Soft put, over easy. Soft over easy. Then delicately put it on top of like six steaks. Put it steaks. on a huge piece of bread. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> six steaks and a gigantic Kaiser roll. Uh-huh. And then just break the top. And then bust it. Sprinkle some salt and pepper and bust it. And then bust it. And maybe your maybe your black mom is like, don't bust that. <laughs> you need to cook that yolk. You can't eat it like that. I honestly, real talk. Would a hundred percent not bust an ostrich egg? I would cook that until it was gray. I would not eat it when when she busted it out of the shell into the bowl, and the yolk was as big as my fucking head. Mm-hmm. And then there all was that that the like gooey yolk white stuff. Mm-hmm. It just fucking made me want to throw up. Huh? Huh? Maybe did the same thing for the people who were eating it and didn't like it at all. I know. Um, Does that taste like glue? Yeah. Let's listen. Do they? To- do they do they make glue out of ostriches? Go ahead and Google that. While you're Googling that, let's <laughs> listen to Tom's critique of the week. Uh, I thought everybody did a great job getting their station set up, getting the food out of the kitchen on time. However, the food that came out of the kitchen, I wasn't too impressed by. If this is your take on New American, I think you set American cuisine back about 20 years. I think he took this God, challenge damn. a little personal. That's like, that's like when... um. I've ever heard someone say, you set black people back 20 years with this. And it's like, he said it to a room not filled with only. It was a white room. Yeah, it was a mostly white room. <laughs> so this it didn't this, hit. This is early Top Chef. Yeah, it didn't hit as hard. I'm, I'm sure Carlo was like, God damn. But uh, uh, everyone else was like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have any shame. Um, but yeah, some of the food was good. But overall, the food was trash this week. And yeah, that was Tom's critique of the week. I want to know why when they when they're doing the judges table, which I wish they'd bring back this way of doing judges table, where you call out all six people and no one knows what's no like one going knows. on. Yeah, literally. Um, they get to Fabio and he starts like defending himself, and yeah, they're like, "No, no, no!" It's wait, good. wait. Let's listen to that. Oh, okay. yes. Honestly, I don't know. I did, you know, some filet mignon, best quality meat ever. Best Parmesan cheese, five years aged, six years aged balsamic vinegar. Every week I sell hundreds of those exact plates in my restaurant in California. And it's a big success, I don't know. You tell me why I'm here. <laughs> You're here because we liked your dish. <laughs> we you hadn't moron. told you that we didn't like it yet. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I just want to say something. As he was talking about his dish, he was like, 
Parmesan cheese, five years aged, balsamic aged. vinegar, six years aged. I was like, that does sound good. <laughs> he was he was winning me over. I didn't even taste the dish. And I was like, five year aged Parmesan cheese, six year aged balsamic. Sign me up. This is my wife, 42 year age. <laughs> yeah, he started going off on his family, everything around him. <laughs> These are my friends, two weeks filming aged. I I wanna know. I know people do this, but like don't don't like get rid of that veil, the like veil that I have that makes me think that these people are coming up with these recipes on the spot. Yeah. Like Jill is like, I don't know what to do. I'll use an ostrich egg, like a moron. Yeah. Fabio is like, I'm gonna make a dish that I make every fucking day. Yeah. It's a huge hit. Like that, like that that loses it for me. Like, why doesn't everyone do that? Yeah, like Fabio, if you all own restaurants, just do the stuff that works all the time. Fabio should have been like, I don't know. These these foods always, you know, Parmesan cheese, five years aged. You know, balsamic vinegar, six years aged. Anytime I put these together, they work. I think they work, but I don't know what happened today. Yeah, no, no. We, we liked your food this. today, Fabio. Oh, good. I've never made this before ever. Yeah, brand new. <laughs> it's it's a brand, brand new. new. Brand new concoction. I just thought all these good, rich foods would go good together. Insane. Really just took the wind out of the sails for me for this epi- for what's for what's going on. So as he doesn't know that he's doing well in this, this episode, he also wins the elimination challenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, which sets up for uh, old uh, Jack and Jill to be eliminated. Who was the other top person? Was it Carla? Hmm. They liked Carla. She did like an apple Top pie. person to be eliminated? No, no the two... I think they did like Carla's dessert. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was up there. There was like five uh, was a, people in there, right? There was an older woman who seemed to not be liked by anyone in the building. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. The woman who used to own a restaurant in Montclair, New Jersey, very near right. to where I live. Right. Who did, um, what did she cook? Dale owns that restaurant now. <laughs> what did she cook? She cooked something that sucked. I don't have everyone's dish in front of me. I can't think of what it was, but they hated it. Yeah. And let's say goodbye. She should go home. <laughs> let's say goodbye to Jill, and I'm not going to play the whole thing because, God, she does a long goodbye. Joe, please pack your knives and go. Good luck to you. I'm disappointed. It's a little surprising that Arian's still staying since Padma spit her dish out. Selecting the ostrich egg to use as the base for the quiche. I thought it was going to be bold and creative. I thought they would appreciate that. They didn't. Uh... All right, Jill's going home because she made ostrich egg quiche. So... Um, Vic said it. Jill did the uh, not Jill. Aaron did the 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 lemon thing that Padma spit out because ah, it, right. it was too sweet. She also said that she makes that all the time in her restaurant. So maybe it doesn't always work if your restaurant fucking sucks shit. Or maybe everyone there like has a sweet tooth. Yeah. And well, like oh, this I'm is in New Jersey. Sweet. We we love sweet stuff in New Jersey. Yeah. I. Jill, you cut the clip up before it, but Jill says that she's upset because she didn't get to cook food. That she wanted to cook, and why didn't and to she? that? Y- yes, why didn't you, you had on the, the show. opportunity to do it? You were Maybe on the you show were for more two weeks in the, in the last episode, but this episode you yeah. had free range to do whatever the fuck you wanted. I think you did. Jill also have to cook in the quick fire to see who's eliminated in the very first episode in the apple thing. Yeah, no. I think she didn't. She cook scallops. I could be wrong, but I think she's had. 
what at least three opportunities to cook food that represents Easily. her. And the, the, there were no restrictions on this yeah. meal. Yeah, do whatever and you want. You decided not to cook any of them. I don't know why you wouldn't cook something that represents you. Maybe it's one of those things where she was saving it. She was like, "I have, I have a fucking, I have, I have an ace up my sleeve, but I'm going to save it." Nah. The thing about this show is you got to bring out your aces now, mm-hmm. because you got to find a better hand later on down the road. You got to, you got to win them now. You got to wait for something. Yeah, win now, and then hope you get lucky with the yeah. with the flop. I mean, think about this. Hosea was in the running to be eliminated this week. He thought he had the greatest mm-hmm. dish ever. That's the dude who wins this season. The most boring winner of the season, <laughs> of like any season. Which is why we all talk about Carla from this season. The fuck all is right. that guy? So, Jill was eliminated. Uh, Vic, thank you for coming on the show. Do you have any plugs you want to do, Vic? Uh, absolutely. Uh, take a look. Uh, keep an eye out for my book, Big Facsimiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's out when it's out. So, stop it's, asking. It's, oh, okay. Yep. Yes, not, not you, but you know, the everyone. producers. Yeah, the, okay. produce, everyone, the publishers, the, publisher, yeah. the publisher, the fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop asking. Uh, It'll be out when it's out. And you, you too, stop asking. It's going to be yeah. out, you know. Yeah. Uh, the band, you too, stop asking. It'll be out when it's out. Yeah. The Edge, stop it. Yeah. I, they're big fans. They're big fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my website, uh, my in, the inside, the promo, promo insider, uh, bringing you which the is break not, the rest of Which is not TitPie. <laughs> No, correct. That's correct. It's not that word. It's not that, yeah. It's not that word. Okay. But if you Google it, if you Google TitPie, will you get your website or will you get something maybe a little more erotic? I cannot be held responsible. I already have uh-huh. too many lawsuits okay. and I can't be held responsible for what happened Anymore. when you Google TitPie. Okay. Okay. Damn, we'll do it. it. Oh yeah, well, you just said it, so it's probably out there in the algorithm now. Yeah, now everyone knows that you are that, or that you, oh, well. uh, you that you want it to be called that. Well, <clears throat> these things happen. Um, I was called Tit Guy for a long time. Tit to, Guy. Yeah, I had to pivot. One of my favorite. This is this is a story. I'll tell a story real quick. Uh, a good friend of mine, when I was uh, living in my hometown of Shingitagon, Virginia, um, one time we were logging into his computer. And we're like, hey, man, what's your password? And he said, Tata Master. And me and my buddy said, Tata Master. And he goes, titties, man. (laughs) That's the whole story. (laughs) I'm going to thank Vic Valderrama for coming coming on this week and being our guest host uh you're yeah, hired thank you to, so much oh hired, you got the job yeah you're hired to be our official second mic um going forward so i'll be in contact after this episode to talk about uh, scheduling you for next week um wait well, do you accept the job yeah do you accept ah see i i really just was doing this because the publisher told me that i had to do like promotions and mm-hmm. stuff uh but uh i i guess i can i can come back that's a yes. My okay. okay. We'll we'll talk offline and get you back for next week. So thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you for Brian. Until next time. With that story, uh, we will uh, <laughs> pack on and have some go. Thanks, man. This is fun. This is great, guys. You guys got something here. This is fun.